0: Ever feel a little different than the others? Feel a little put out of place in the crowd or that you just don't fit in? Maybe our uniqueness rubs people the wrong way. The Bible calls us a peculiar people. Currently rocking in the school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. 100% 100% Bridget. All right, here I am, it's me, talking about living life and loving Jesus. <laughs> I think we got something really cool today. I hope you listen to the intro and let you go a little past it so that you can catch on to everything that I'm talking about today. I'm going to turn this background a little bit down. There we go, there we go. Alright, so if you're watching me on Facebook and YouTube, make sure to like, subscribe, ring the bell, share do all the stuff. It's really, really helpful if you share this stuff, be greatly appreciated. And if you like watching me or listening to me actually on like a Apple podcast, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, or wherever you find podcasts, just continue to do that and make sure to share those links. You can copy the links and, and share them, put them on Facebook and Instagram and all those places. It'd be greatly appreciated. Really helps get me out there so that other listeners can, can listen and, and hear what you hear. So, and <laughs> if you if you are watching me on video, I hope you can see this beard because you know if you're if you're just listening on audio, you really can't see it unless you look at my logo. But it does look pretty good. I use Wild Wolf products. They're all natural products that are designed to help your beard grow, to keep it nice and pretty. So I use the beard wash personally. I use the beard oil personally, and I use the beard butter personally. This stuff is awesome. It really does a great job. And they also have stuff like hats and T-shirts and. And uh, hoodies and stuff like that. It's a lifestyle brand. You go check it out at wildbull.shop. And while you're there, use the coupon code WILDBULL100, and you get 15% off select merchandise. And when you do that, that's when you own your game. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. I'm going to talk about being peculiar, as hence the, the title. <laughs> if you read the title and what, wonder what that guy's going to talk about. It's probably going to talk about being peculiar. But I'm going to actually start with this. I am going to. I don't do this very often, but I'm just going to straight up start with a verse. This is Titus 2, 11 through 14. This is actually the King James Version, and I'm using this one on purpose so that we can see something. So I'm just going to just get right into this today. So here's verse 11. For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust we should live soberly righteously and godly in this present world looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar People zealous of good works. First of all, I'm going to look at this. Um, I have two definitions here because I'm, I'm going to look at the word peculiar very specifically. And the word peculiar in the Webster's Dictionary says this, Characteri- a characteristic of only one person, group or thing, distinctive, different from the usual or normal, special, particular, odd, curious, eccentric and unusual. And then we see the definition from the Greek word, when you translate the word um, "peculiar," it, it translates to. I'm going to try to say this "periosios." It sounds like it's something from Harry Potter. Per- <laughs> "Periosios." The definition is this: of one's own possession. So this is what this is what what Jesus is saying here or what Titus is saying when, he, when he's writing this, who gave himself for us, verse 14, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify us unto his own possession. So he's actually returning us back to where we used to be. And when this word gets used, it's used as the term costly, treasured, select, or specially chosen. So looking at this word and how it is placed in this verse, we, we look at it and wonder, when we are out in the world being, doing our our thing, that people would just think that those of us living life loving Jesus would be different, because we are different, and because of that, we may feel that we are the ones that are actually out of place, but the reality is that when we have received Jesus, we were put back to where we once belonged, like JoJo, okay? <laughs> Get back, JoJo. Get back to where you once belonged. Never mind. (laughs) We were put back to before the fall in the garden. We were redeemed and became right standing with God as it was in the beginning. And that's why we stand out. That we have become God's own possession once again. We have become treasured, selected, and specially chosen. But the world sees the other definition. The world sees odd, curious, eccentric, and unusual, where really we've just gone back to the way God wants us to be. We've gone back to being his possession. When we receive him, we become right standing and righteous again, back into right standing with him so that we can actually go in to the throne room of God boldly and be a part of his kingdom right here on earth. And, and we are distinctive and we're set apart because we have become God's own possession. And we see this distinction again. Watch this. Now, I know we probably heard this verse about 14,617 times. And this is Peter chapter 2, 9 through 10. It says, but ye are a chosen generation. Are we catching all these terminologies here after reading those definitions? A royal priesthood, a holy nation, a, a, a particular or a peculiar people that ye should shew forth the praises of him who hath called you out of the darkness into this marvelous light, which in time past... Um, were, were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. So actually, when you look at this, we take our uniqueness and it stems from this designation, which of us has a part to play in the body of Christ. So each of us, even in our own uniqueness, even in our distinctiveness, even in our peculiarness in this way that God has put us. He's put us in this very specific thing so that we could actually play a part as in the body of Christ. We were set apart to proclaim the gospel, talk about the good news of Jesus, and each of us possesses abilities and talents to do that. Some of us are great at certain things that move the gospel forward. And, you know, sometimes we get asked, I've been asked before, are we truly unique? Absolutely. And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes. But, you know, sometimes we, we get that feeling that we're out of place. We get that feeling that, you know, somewhere down inside, you know, like, because I live a certain way, I don't do certain things, that I can't do certain things. Well, the reality is, as long as you maintain who you are, who you are in Christ, your uniqueness will flow on to other people. Your uniqueness will connect you to other people, and that's the kind of thing that we need to really understand about our uniqueness as Christians, as people living life, loving Jesus. Is that we are the people that people are looking for? <laughs> we are the people of the people that people are looking for. That's a lot of people. So we have to have that understanding that no, we're gonna we're gonna rub. Somebody else, maybe a little bit wrong, because the they we don't want to do what they do, or we don't act the way that they do, or those kinds of things, or or oh, you're just a hypocrite. Well, well, maybe I make mistakes. That's absolutely a hundred percent. We all make mistakes. We all have issues, and we and we all deal with things, but we deal with it by going to God and fixing the problem and asking for redemption, and repenting of sin and things of those natures that other people just don't understand. They don't see the mercy and the forgiveness that God gives us. Unless they become a Christian. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. But I'm going to read Romans 12, 4-8 because there's certain things that we do that some people just don't understand. And here we go. Here's Romans 12, 4-8. For as we have many members in one body, but all the members do not have the same function. So we, being many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. Having then gifts differing according to the grace that God has given us, let us use them. If if prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in our ministry. Um, he, He who teaches, use it in teaching. He who exhorts in exhortation. He who gives with liberty. He who leads with diligence. He who shows mercy, show it with cheerfulness. So we may fall into one or many of these categories. These are the gifts that we have in order to build up and strengthen the body of Christ as individuals creating the group. I'm going to go back and read this again. So we being many, this is verse 5, we being many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. So it's not that we can't be individuals. A lot of people go, well, you know, you just conform to whatever they do. Well, you conform to the world. And the Bible says do not be conformed to this world. So, you have to kind of take that into perspective. But we can maintain our individual individuality. That's is that yeah, that's an individuality, whatever that word and maintain our uniqueness and our distinction and still be connected to the body of Christ because there's something in us, one of these things that is in us so that we can actually build up and strengthen the body of Christ as individuals. So because each of these combined together to create a functioning body, these, these gifts all work together to create a functioning body. We take our uniqueness and plug it in to the rest of the body of Christ in order to build it. So our uniqueness is very important. Our distinctiveness is very important. Our peculiarity is very important. It's important to the body of Christ because otherwise, you know, the body of Christ would just be just a group of automaton drones, droids or whatever. You know, they'd be like the droids from Star Wars, you know, doing what they do. And that's it. And that's that's their job. And this is what they do. And there's no love. There's no nothing as a part of that. But because of our uniqueness, I can reach people that are like me in a different way than one of you guys might meet or, or reach somebody because of your uniqueness. Does that make sense? So people have asked me actually in the past. I said I was going to get to this. If we are truly unique, and and I said absolutely, and uh, because we were handcrafted by God in the womb, and He knows every aspect of who we are and who we will become, as long as we're willing to follow Him. We may not necessarily see our uniqueness because there are so many people that are similar. So we are similar, but we're not the same. If there were not similarities, we would, we would have issues connecting with others all together, and we would never fall into any type of community with each other. So we have to have individuality. We have to have uniqueness. We have to have that in ourselves in order to connect to other people that might be similar to us. And then what that does is it creates a broader band of people that the church can reach or that the body of Christ can reach because there's so many different individuals creating this group. Of people that we might call the church. So and this is why we become God's own possession. We start to connect with like-minded people with their own uniqueness and distinctive qualities. And each of us as individuals create a community of people that work together, we struggle together, we learn together, and we build together. Our uniqueness forms a bond with the uniqueness of of the community of believers we have attached ourselves to. And we form that bond because if we were to try to go out about life alone, we will fall hard into the traps of the world. We need community. And that's where our uniqueness actually comes in. It connects us to community. Because a lot of times groups are looking for certain people. So like a, a church might need somebody with a talent that you have or a talent that I have. Or maybe you have multiple talents that you could utilize. And, and the community of church is constantly looking for these people to serve in different aspects and utilize what God has given us in that capacity and then utilize what god has given us to use it outside the church to actually reach people in different ways facets and in things so that we could actually become the community of believers and we need to become that community of believers around us to build us up and using those gifts we get built up by other people prophesying by people ministering by people teaching by people using um, giving exhortation and people giving not just into the church, but into the people and into the things that that, that you do and and having leaders that lead and direct and, and do all that kind of stuff and people having mercy on each other because that's what we need to actually do. And these gifts are important to us to continue living life loving Jesus. We need to have these things connecting to each other or our uniqueness just kind of puts us in a weird spot. So, and the the, the writer of Hebrews puts it like this. Are you ready? Now, I know, I know we've probably heard this one before too. So Hebrews 10, 23 through 25. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love. And good works. Well, how do you stir up love and good works? How do you consider one another? You're prophesying, you're you're ministering, you're teaching, you're exhorting, you're giving, you're leading, and you're having mercy. That's how this happens. Not forsaking. Let me say that again. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another so that much the more as you see the day approaching. So as we, especially as we get closer to these end times that we may be in right now. So as we get closer to that, we definitely need to see more community. Now, I know there's some of us out there and I'll be honest, sometimes we don't even feel like we fit in at the church we go to. And I completely understand that. But nobody is so different or so unique or so separated that you can't get connected with somebody. And i completely understand so this is where we have to keep communicating with holy spirit and get that connection that we need so if you actually feel out of place at church, I, I make jokes all the time because I'm a, I'm a fairly different person. If you hang around me for a little bit of time, you'll go, okay, that dude's weird. That dude's odd. That dude's just something wrong with that guy. <laughs> my sense of humor, my sarcasm, those kinds of things. And sometimes it just rubs even other believers the wrong way. And, and I completely understand that too because, you know, I'm a little messed up. So is everybody else, you know, <laughs> So and I, and I know that some people just can't handle my humor or things of that nature. But there are people that can and I've developed good friendships with people that have a a like personality that are very similar. We're still unique individuals, but we're similar enough to each other that we can communicate, have fun together, go to dinner, do that kind of stuff and actually do that kind of stuff because we actually need those kinds of connections, even if we feel out of place. And I know sometimes it's hard, but you have to talk to God and go, God, I need that connection. Can you please show me somebody inside my church because that's the best place to to get connections inside my church that i can communicate with that's similar to me that then just this can you highlight them holy spirit can you do that for me and he will do that for you and he will connect you with the right people because church is never just one person doing his or her own thing church is always community we have to learn to connect in that way it is always a group and we need to understand how this works But if we just go into the church and never get ourselves connected, we will never find the similar people to us, the people that are similar to us, to connect with. We have to make that attempt to connect. And Holy Spirit will be the one to put people in your path when you are listening and being led and directed by him so that you can connect with the people that you need to connect to to create that community and be a part of that community maybe you just need to say hey I need to serve because I'm a super energetic person can you put me at the door with the sign or because I play guitar can you can you put me over there and then you get to know the worship team and you guys do all your stuff and you know in our little groups like I work in production so I help with the computer and I do the online stuff and I do that kind of thing and I run sound equipment and do all that kind of stuff and I've connected with those people that are in that department and it's become a connection every time I go to church I can communicate with people and there's some people i don't communicate with that's just being honest you know that i'm like hey dude how's it going and that's about as far as it gets hey you look good hey you look good too you're better than me and we do that kind of thing because that's what i do i'm kind of weird like that and then so, so I've connected with certain groups of people that that are similar to me and our sense of humor. I'm actually fairly introverted. I'm an, I'm, an, I'm an introverted extrovert or extroverted introvert, something like that, because I can do some things in front of people and, and I can do some things in crowds, but I really would just pretend would feel better sitting back <laughs> and doing nothing, which a lot of us out there are, and it's hard to connect when you're like that. So you have to learn. Or ask the Holy Spirit, ask God, say, hey, can, can you show me people that are similar to me so that I can connect with people and get involved in this community? And because the reality is we are a couple of thousand separate, distinctive and unique components in a million different places connected with millions of others and still when we come together, we are one undivided body with a goal. Get people saved. Tell people the gospel. That's That should be the goal. We are all connected and are members of one another, and this connection is for our mutual benefit. It will actually help you if you fall into weird spots like that. I'm going to go back to Romans 12, verse 5 that, that I read earlier, and it says this, So we being many... Are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. So even as a group, we can still keep our individuality. Individually members of one another. We are one despite our differences. So as much as we try to keep ourselves separated from the crowd, the crowd will actually bring us in. It is the unity in community That is the body of Christ. And without our uniqueness, the body of Christ would be boring. (laughs) Would be absolutely boring. We are the automaton drones. This is Jesus. But no. There's people like me, and there's people like my pastor, and there's people that that, that are different and strange, and, and they preach the gospel in different ways, and they talk to people in different ways. Because of our uniqueness, we can create a community, a unity of people that can reach people because we have different types of people, and that's the purpose of why we come together. Our individualness comes together as a group to create that community. So no matter how we struggle with feeling different than others... Or feeling a little out of place in the crowd or that we just don't fit in. God has a plan for us and will that will complete the body of Christ. Our uniqueness and distinctiveness actually draws us closer to others that are living life loving Jesus. Because we have become God's own possession. Because we are peculiar. Right on, right on.